0: Alpha Dog. I love that. Welcome to the Alpha Dog Capital Deal Flow Channel. This is where we talk about alternative investments that you cannot find on Wall Street. Listen and learn about deals, funds, syndications, and business ventures. We are not investment advisors and we do not give investment advice, but we do talk about investments you may want to consider. Don't forget always do your own due diligence. All right. Well, welcome to another edition of the Alpha Dog Capital Deal Flow channel. And today I've got a special guest. I think you're really going to be interested in hearing what David Dodge has to say. He has over 18 years of experience, 20 years of experience in the real estate industry, a big wholesaler. He's got a lot of uh, great content. So we're going to have a conversation today. So David, welcome to the program. And why don't you take a minute, uh, a few minutes to introduce yourself?
1: Hey, I really appreciate you having me, John. Um, Really happy to have this opportunity. Grateful for this, uh, you know, this uh, this podcast. So thanks for having me, man. So yeah, like you said, I've been in the game for almost twenty years. I've been full time at this for about eight, um, and you know, I've done about a thousand transactions to date. Uh, About seven hundred of those have been wholesale deals. About two hundred of those have been, uh, Burr deals, where we'll buy the property, we will rehab the property we'll get it rented, and then we'll go and refinance the property. So, you know, landlord plays. I like Burr because it allows you to, to acquire rentals with little to no money. Um, and then, you know, roughly somewhere around hundred, give or take, uh, fix and flips to date. So I love real estate investing, all things. Um, wholesaling is a great place to start, uh, but wholesaling isn't really, you know, it's not really, you're not really a business owner if you're a wholesaler. You're not really an investor either, in my opinion. Wholesaling isn't really investing. It's really just more of a marketing business. Uh, So what I love to do, John, is I love to teach people all of these different strategies, all these different methods. Uh, But my favorite thing to teach people is how to create financial freedom from real estate. And that's really what being a landlord can do for you. It can allow you to create financial freedom. It can allow you to create passive income, which is what gets you to financial freedom typically. Uh, but another thing that it allows you to do being a landlord is, and this is something that's not really talked about all that often, but it gives you time freedom. And if you go ask a hundred people on the street, you know, what's their goal? What's their end goal? Like, you know, like the big goal, what's the big goal? You know, most people say, oh, they want to retire or they want financial freedom. But if you ask them why they want those things, they're going to tell you so they can do what they want to do when they want to do them. So essentially what they're saying is, is they want time freedom but they don't ever tell you they want time freedom when you ask them the goal. So let's be real, John. Most people, they want financial freedom Mm -hmm. so they can get time freedom. And that's what real estate can allow you to do. And rental property specifically will create that passive income so you can have both that time and that financial freedom. So that's a little bit about me. And uh, I'm out of St. Louis, Missouri. But again, I just really like uh, coming on shows like this and just being able to provide value to your audience.
0: Yeah, so let's let's unpack some of what you what you've said. Um, so, people that are listening to us are looking for deals. They want to do deals. They they may not necessarily be a hundred percent committed to real estate, but they're considering real estate. I think you hit the nail on the head. People are searching for a way to have financial freedom, and real estate is a great way to do that. And um, so let's unpack this uh you you've you have done a lot of wholesaling and you've mm-hmm. mentioned a few things about wholesaling uh do you see a lot of investors that's where they start in real estate is that um is that what you would recommend well, i your... didn't start
1: there i started with rental property and i did that for 10 years very passively uh but i think wholesaling is a great place to start uh for a couple of different reasons so you don't have to Excuse me. You don't have to start with with wholesaling by any means, but I think it's a great place to start. Here's why: most people, when they're just getting started, they don't have the knowledge to rehab a house and to fix it up. Um, also, people don't have the knowledge to go acquire a property and you know get it get it rent ready, rehabbed. Maybe in some cases, maybe not. Maybe they buy it that way and then go lease that property out right? These things are are not difficult by any means, but they do require some education. They do require uh, some level of risk, right? Because that's investing. And they do require, you know, some level of of time commitment. And, um, you know, there's some risks that are involved. And, And also, it does also require some level of confidence that people have to have and often if they're brand new, they don't have the confidence to go you know, get a loan and buy a property and then go fix that property up and then sell it for a profit. Like They may look at that as a speculative move, right? If they don't know what they're doing, it is kind of speculative. Let's be honest. But wholesaling is a great way to start or a great place to start uh, for those reasons. You don't have those risks. You don't have those uncertainties. Um, and really the main reason is you know I can go flip a half a million dollar house and make 20 30 grand on it with a hundred dollars out of my pocket. I don't need the 500 grand to buy the house I can just put a hundred dollars on on the contract as the earnest money deposit and I can put half a million on the purchase price and I can go open escrow and now I have equitable interest in the house which means that I can market my contract to to purchase it to another investor and get paid 20 or 30 grand so I'm essentially flipping flipping paperwork when I'm wholesaling. Sometimes we'll buy it. Sometimes we'll double close. Most often we just assign. And when you assign, you don't have to buy it first. Somebody else comes in and buys it. So it's a great way to learn how to find deals. It's a great way to build your confidence. So you can learn how to talk to sellers and run appointments and send offers and just build your confidence. So that way, when you find a really good property that you want to fix and flip, you know, hopefully you've got a good deal on it and you're, you're ready to go. You're more confident, or maybe you're looking to do rentals, right? You can find one that makes sense. And then you can go ahead and you can dive in and, and you can become an investor at that point. So wholesaling really isn't investing, John, in my opinion, it's really more so a marketing business, but the skills that you learn from marketing and being a wholesaler will help you in lots of other avenues in your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, my company just, purchased a um, wholesale a property that was wholesale to us uh, a week and a half ago and uh, we've done wholesaling and and the thing I love about wholesaling and what wholesalers are doing that focus and they're good at it is these are the guys that find deals for those of us who are buying who are looking for deals. and uh, if somebody learns a wholesaling business they they are great at finding deals. That's exactly right. So let's let's move on and talk about the Burr method. You you mentioned that, and uh, that that seems to be really hot. The way people are using that acronym these days more than I've I've ever heard in the past. But the concept is uh, is pretty straightforward. Why don't you why don't you take us through that and how you do that and and um and and what is what is that all about?
1: Yeah, I would love to. So the Burr method is an acronym, and if I'm going to define it. Like what is the Burr method? The Burr method is nothing more than just a strategy that real estate investors like myself use to acquire assets with little to no money. That's the definition. So it's a strategy to acquire assets with little to no money. And there's a strategy in which we use to acquire this goal, all right? And that's called the Burr method. So Burr, in effect, is an acronym and it stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance. And then the last one is repeat. So it's a B with four R's behind it. And the reason that this strategy is so awesome and just so powerful, and it's it's really my passion uh, at this point, it's my favorite strategy in all of real estate investing, um, is for a number of reasons. Five, six, seven of them just come to the top of my head. So number one, the bird method is great because you can acquire rental properties or assets with little to no money. So you know the average. Deal that we do, that's a BIRD deal. Um, On average, we are into them for about $1,200, right? So, you know, in the end of the day, I only need to come out of pocket $1,200 to acquire an asset, a rental property that's been fully rehabbed and rented and cash flowing. Now, sometimes you may have to leave a little more in, of course, but sometimes, John, you can walk away with the refi. With five or ten, or in some cases even thirty grand. So we did one earlier this week where we got paid thirty grand. We did one a couple months ago where we got paid fifty thousand dollars to acquire a asset. It's amazing, right? So how does it work? How are you able to do this with the little to no money? I'm sure that's everybody's thinking right now. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. When you go and you go walk into a bank and you ask a bank to help you purchase a property, and this is what I did for the first ten years that I wasn't full-time in this business. I was a passive investor, just, just being a landlord, right? rentals. The, the process looks like this, John. You, you find a property that you want to buy, probably on the MLS with an agent's help, probably. Um, you make an offer to buy it and get it under contract. And then you go talk to your bank. And your bank's going to say, hey, hey, John, hey, Dave, no problem. We'll we'll do this loan for you, assuming you qualify. Uh, But we're going to do an 80% loan. So you're going to be responsible to bring 20% to the table. Well, when you're buying retail off the MLS, like in this example, the purchase price is going to be in line with what it's going to appraise for typically, right? You might be able to get a little bit of a discount, but if you just bought a property for let's say $150,000 and you hire an appraiser to come in, that appraiser's job is to tell you their opinion of value right? Well, if it just sold for 150 or it's under contract for 150, it's pretty easy for that appraiser to be like, yeah, the value is 150 because that's what you're willing to pay for it, right? So what mm-hmm. I'm getting at is, is that that purchase price and that appraisal, they're going to basically be pretty close in, in line. So when that bank says, hey, we're going to you know give you an 80% loan, you are responsible for 20%. Well, 20% of 150,000, John, that's 30K. That's a good chunk of change. Most people don't have 30K, right? So the Burr method eliminates you from having to have 30K or 20%. So here's how you do it. There's a a strategy, right? Number one, you're going to find a deal. You're going to find a deal off market, ideally, because then you're going to get a good discount on it. Number two, or I should say, uh, second part of number one, is, is you're going to go borrow money from a private money lender or a hard money lender, and you're going to buy this deal. So you're not asking a bank to help you out. You're borrowing the money short term from a lender. To acquire it. So now you own it. Personally, I don't like to use any of my own money when I'm investing. So I'm going to also borrow from that same lender a little more, sometimes a lot more to cover the rehab cost, right? So then I'm going to then rehab it. So I find a deal, I borrow money from a lender, I buy it, and then I rehab it. All right. Next, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and get that property rented. And now it's going to become an asset at that point because there's more money coming in than going out then I go talk to my bank. So that's the difference. I talked to the bank last in the Burr method approach. So when I talk to my bank now, they say, hey, Dave, you already own this house. Great. We don't really care what you paid for it at this point. That number becomes irrelevant. Now they just want to say, well, what's it worth? We'll give you 80% of what it's worth. So -hmm. if you can buy it at a deal and you can force a little bit of appreciation with your rehab and you can be all in at 80% of what it appraises for, And John, if they lend you 80% of what it appraises for, then in the end, you can get a a refi, pay back that private or hard money lender in full for the purchase and the rehab, oftentimes the interest too, and you can acquire that asset with little to no money. So that's really what the bird method is. It's super powerful. I typically have anywhere from five to 15 bird deals going at any given time. And again, sometimes you can actually get paid to acquire these assets. So so the original way is you find a deal, probably on the market, you go get a bank and the bank says, yeah, we're going to give you 80% of what the purchase price is, because that's going to basically be the same. Well, in the BRRRR method, you don't use a bank. You use a private or a hard money lender, you rehab it, you get it rented, then you go to the bank, but you're not asking the bank to help you purchase a property. You already own the property. So now what you're asking the bank to do is just change who you owe the money to. It's a refinance. So it's a less risky it's a less risky business move for the bank because they're piggybacking off of somebody else's due diligence, your lender, right? You've also mitigated the bank's risk because you've rehabbed the property. They love rehabbed properties much more than they like properties that need a bunch of work. And additionally, um By rehabbing the property, you have increased the appraised value of the property, and you should hopefully increase the amount of rent that you can charge. Not to mention that it should rent faster because it's got updates. So all of these things are going to compound into making the deal easy and better and you more money, right? All of these things matter. Um, And then last but not least, you bring this property to a bank rented, So not only have you mitigated their risk by rehabbing the property, but it's an asset. So there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to make the mortgage payment. And if you don't, for whatever reason, and the bank has to take it back, A, it's been rehabbed, so it's easy for them to unload, but B, it should be bringing in income for them. Mm -hmm. So you're mitigating all the risk for the bank. You're making your private money lender or your hard money lender some interest. You're borrowing principal or, or purchase and rehab. 're you're, you're upgrading the property. I mean there's just so many things that that go into or so many benefits of using this strategy. It is so incredibly powerful, John, it has made me a millionaire in just the last couple of years
0: yeah that that is awesome i I love everything you said, and i I want to connect it a little bit with wholesaling because if somebody you know what you said it it takes a lot of knowledge to implement all those different steps. And, um, for somebody that's never done it before, you know, it's, it's like a, a big, um, a big challenge to, to do all that. And it getting is. into and wholesale. I and,
1: suggest hiring a coach to help you along, navigate it. Right. And, and do due diligence on your deals and, and really, you know, it's certain things to avoid that are going to, you know, cost you more money or, or lose money. So, you know, I always have two or three coaches at any given time, uh, for, for finance, for fitness and for real estate, all the above. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. You know, th- this is this is definitely not a beginner strategy. Um, it can be by all means, but for most people, this is kind of more of a college level course. You know, not an elementary or even high school level course for the most part.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that that goes right into what I wanted to uh, transition into. Uh, I'm a am a big YouTube guy. I love YouTube, and you've got like a fantastic YouTube channel. And I know you have other things online. We can talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, the reason I'm mentioning YouTube is because there's so much content out there. And uh, can you go through some of the educational, um, uh, you know, things that you have to offer? And and uh, you do you offer coaching? And and I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so why don't you walk us through that? What do you do as far as your education and and yeah, your coaching? so.
1: I have a, 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 I have a group that I love helping people out. I love to teach and coach and mentor and partner with my students. Um, and it's a coaching group. It's a group, group coaching group. Uh, we meet twice a week for two hours. So this isn't just like a one call a month type of thing. Uh, we meet twice a week for two hours. They get access to several of my courses. Um, the main one would be Burr Method Mastery, which is going to break down you know step by step how to do the Burr Method. Uh, but we also give them access to marketing courses and wholesaling courses, just so they can have additional information. Um, the first hour that we get together and meet, I go through all of the deals that I'm working in my business, and I let my students see how it looks to operate. Uh, you know, a, a, a multi million dollar business, and to see what kind of deals are coming in or what are going out, and what the marketing spins look like, and what the profits are at. And I basically let my students be a fly on the wall, and I bring in my entire team. And do, my, and do my meetings on the coaching call. So there's tremendous value in that first hour. And then that second hour, and again, we do this twice a week. In that second hour, we open it up for Q&A and deal analysis and instruction that anybody may need on any particular topic. Um, so it's just an awesome program. So they get access to multiple courses. They get access to me and my business partner, as well as the rest of the community, um, in a, a private Slack channel, which is super super helpful for real time help and real time analysis, and even joint venturing because I do joint venture with my with my uh, students, um, and then we do two two hour calls a week. So we go above and beyond. I mean, our goal is to you know help our students either get their first deal or scale their business. But ultimately, our goal that's the goal when they when they join, typically right. But our ultimate goal with them is to get them into time freedom. Like we talked about in the Mm -hmm. very beginning of this episode, Mm -hmm. right? Financial freedom. Hey, that comes along with the time freedom. But like, why beat around the bush? I don't know about you, but my goal is time freedom. It's not financial freedom. But how do you get time freedom Mm -hmm. without having financial freedom? Guys, you don't. It's impossible. So let's get you that financial freedom too. It's a double one, right? Let's get you that financial freedom. So you can go to the park and take the vacation and not have to report to the office, not have to have a boss. I haven't had a boss in eight years, and I love it. You know, my my business or my, my rental portfolio brings in over 20000 a month, and that's just one of my seven businesses, right? So that in, in itself gives me financial freedom, which then again leads to time freedom. You know, I'm going fishing up in Alaska next week. I'm going to be traveling the next two weeks behind that in, you know, three or four different cities around the U.S., and it's all because i have money coming in every month regardless if i show up to the office or not
0: yeah that's awesome so if somebody's listening and they're like wow i really um i'm not quite sure if i want to jump in with both feet yet but i'm really interested uh w- you know should they go to your youtube channel and start consuming some content there I know you have a, another website to walk us through the process of somebody's not quite ready to uh, say, Hey, David, I, I want, I want to sign up for your coaching, uh, but I want to, I want to consume some of your content to see if, yeah, of course, guys, so go check,
1: check out, um, check out YouTube. My, my is called David Dodge show, just my name with the show behind it. Uh, you can learn a bunch about wholesaling and fix and flip, and there's tons of case studies over there. And we make a bunch of a bunch of interesting, just you know, how-to videos, as well as just uh, videos about just different topics, like you know, what is this and define that, and why should somebody avoid this, just stuff like that. So YouTube's a great place to to definitely get started. Um, I also host my own podcast. It's called Discount Property Investor. And that's what we do. We teach people how to buy properties at a discount. So you guys are welcome to check that out. We got over 300 episodes there. And then last but not least, if you guys want to learn more about me, learn more about the Burr method, and maybe you even want to book a call with, with my team and learn more about it, all of those things, you can do that over at wholesalinginc.com forward slash rentals. And by the way, I do host uh, one day a week on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast as well. So that's another great place to uh, to learn
0: okay well david that is awesome i am going to put all those links and that information in the show notes so if somebody's driving in their car they're listening to us uh you know when they when they stop they can go to the show notes and get those links and go directly to uh, these resources that you mentioned um, there's, there's one more thing i'd like to ask you it's a little bit off topic but kind of kind of a fun fun kind of thing i like to ask my guests um so in your in your time of doing real estate um, is there a, something really funny or, or shocking um, that really stands out in your head that, that you, you know to this day, you just remember a story or something, and it could be funny or something really surprising uh, in your real estate career?
1: Oh, man, I see something new and crazy <laughs> and strange every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. So here's, here's just a kind of a crazy situation, guys. So this, this leads me into a really good point, John. I'm really glad you asked that question. So right now, we're doing a deal. Uh, where the owner of the property died and they have five kids so it has to go to probate they didn't have a will set up or a trust or anything like that so it has to go through probate which is standard that's it happens you know 90 percent of the time uh and it has to go into probate so you know we offered to buy the property and we re- we knew that it was going to go into probate and we you know we typically you just say all right we'll 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 be able to close and you know when probate's ready but it's gonna probably take you know four to six months could could take longer but it's just kind of what we guessed. So we waited the, the, you know, the five, six months in this case to, to buy the house. Uh, probate was all finalized. And then one of the five children died in that period. So now we have a second probate. We have a double mm-hmm. probate essentially because that person has heirs. They have kids. So now mm-hmm. those kids basically get to split one fifth of his estate or of the estate, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a double probate. And we're hopefully going to get that wrapped up here in the next maybe two, three weeks. Uh, but I mean, basically nothing surprises me at this point. Things happen. I've had houses catch fire. You know, we've had to evict people. I've had squatters. I've had I've had uh, murders in my rental properties.
0: Oh, wow. I haven't uh, I mean, experienced name, that. Crack, yeah.
1: crack houses, murders, yeah. you know, all the above. I mean, wow. this is an interesting business. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm really glad you brought this question up, though, is, is because the most successful people in this business are the ones that are consistent and persistent. Those are two different things. They're consistent with their marketing efforts. They're consistent with their offer making, and they're consistent with their follow-up. And they are persistent with all of the systems and the processes in their business, So, especially the follow-up aspect of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to have success in this business, you need to be consistent and you need to be persistent. So, why do I mention that? Well, we could have walked away from this deal five different times. There was probate, that didn't stop us. We were persistent. We get all the way to the finish line, somebody else dies. Now, there's another probate. We got another four to six months. So, we've been working on this deal for 10 months. We're going to hopefully get it closed in the next two, three weeks. And we could have walked at any given time over that last 10 month period, but we decided to be persistent. And consistent and stay in it. And that's Mm -hmm. why we're going to have success in this one particular deal. But here's the thing, guys, most deals are going to have some hurdle to jump over or around, right? Or some obstacle. And it's those that are consistent and persistent that will solve these problems and they'll get to the finish line. And it's those that aren't consistent and not persistent that won't solve these problems and they'll quit, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to have success in this business, just be very consistent and be very persistent. So that's my uh, that's my word of advice for you guys on end. Great.
0: That's awesome, david. i love uh, love what you just said. Be consistent and persistent, and uh, that is awesome. So thank you for taking the time to come on the show and to talk to me. Uh, it's been an awesome conversation, and uh, let's keep in touch.
1: Likewise, man, thanks for having me, and uh, I'm super grateful for this opportunity, John. Thanks again.